0: The Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
1: Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 2 of The Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I'm Eric Von Hessler. I'm joined by the publisher of Poets, Artists, and Madmen, Patrick Best. Uh, Pat, I also have Jared Yamamoto there. Hello there. And uh, English Nick, of course. And we get to this point of the show, and it's all about English Nick, because what we found a long time what? ago is that outrage is everywhere on this planet, and it must be covered, therefore. Outrage Corner.
2: That's outrageous.
1: With English Nick. All right. What's outrage in the world, this is? Well,
3: it just so happens an English girl is outraging people. Uh-huh. Kelly Osborne. Ozzy and Sharon's kid, she's on The View, and she came up with a reason why Donald Trump shouldn't kick every Latino out of this country.
1: There is so much juicy about this. Number one, is she English? Were they born here or there? Or does she just have an English accent? No, I I think they were born there. They're probably born there because uh, my my wife's parents are English, and she doesn't have an English accent. So... Mm -hmm. So uh, she's got this. So was she trying out on the View? Is this her? Sometimes they bring new people. No, in. she's on the View she's now. On the the no. She's a yeah. she's a regular member she of is the a regular View. Regular member of the View. Because mm. her mother's on the other
3: show, right? The Talk, whatever it's right. called. Right. Yeah.
4: She was on the Fashion Police.
1: Right. I don't know
2: why. I know and then all she this.
1: got it, you because you watch it. That's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> why you, uh, 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 Patrick? Please don't don't play, don't play coy. Hey, both uh,
2: Ozzy and Sharon were born
1: in the UK. Yes. Well, of course, I know that. Thank you, Jared. Oh, well, I'm just Let's making one sure. One hey, you
2: know, I'm just trying to, trying to clarify you over say here. say
1: that like you're going to drop the mic at work. <laughs> like, no, no, this is right, Let me drop some heavy knowledge on you. Ozzie the Osborne kids were born there,
2: too. That's what all I'm right. They're all born there. Oh, my gosh. I can't work under these conditions. Uh, Look at sir, this. I, I think <laughs> yeah. You need Autumn
1: here. She 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 takes your side. So, okay, so don, everyone is uh, – first of all, Donald Trump never said he wanted to kick every Latino – or Latina Mm-mm. out of America mm-hmm. so that's number one he didn't say that so she's responding to something that wasn't said right. now also Rosie Perez is on this set mm-hmm. right and it gets very very awkward and what happens here is that Kelly Osborne tries to be Sharon for a moment mm-hmm. I think and she has this sort of it's really that body language and Olfie, that whole... Olfie, oh, Olfie. so let's hear and what you have to wait for is that Rosie Perez jumps at her and then just the uh, I've been in this position before where you start <laughs> backpedaling and you're going forward at the same time, you don't know where you are. Hit it.
0: Kick every Latino out of this country. Then who is going to be cleaning your toilet, Donald Trump?
1: Oh, oh. that's all you got? I that's want you to uh, have more, oh, yeah. Jared, Let uh, me I down get left and off. right together. You're crazy. <sighs> so after that, Rosie Perez immediately jumps on her. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh no, no, I don't mean that. But I mean, but you know what I mean. I mean, so it, it just it. This is uh, limousine liberalism at its best. You yes. know. I mean, Kelly Osborne has never had to do anything. She has never had. To yeah, work. She's, uh, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, she's uh, a waste of time. You know? well, she She's is. off so the old block. You know? mm-hmm. kind of a waste of space. i clean the i clean the bloody toilets and ice, I'll you know? bet you do. I'll you do.
1: See, she's second
3: generation. She's lazy, Ozzy.
1: Yeah. You know this. You oh, were born yeah. into. You were born into a uh, poor family. Uh, Birmingham, yeah, Birmingham. I like bloody poverty. You know? yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I'm following you. Absolutely. Adored, yeah, adored, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, toilets. absolutely. Yeah. Toilets. He actually, he actually grew up in a very poor circumstance. Pulled yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah, born in the toilet. I was born in the toilet. Yeah, that's
3: where I actually was conceived too.
1: Yeah, So, you've come from the toilets. Your daughter has never... From the mate. Yeah. She has yeah. never had to do anything in her life. She has no idea how the real world works. And there may have been actually a halfway decent point inside of there somewhere saying someone like Donald Trump is dependent upon people who are newly to the country to take care of these things but uh her little attitude there just shows that she just doesn't have any real connection with reality she's today. always had that
3: attitude though yeah. you know it's just part of her
4: upbringing and how
1: are these these shows they're they're multiplying how is the view still on who watches the view even the people who used Apparently to. Apparently I the do. View. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 okay. Asked and answered. Uh, it just seems to me, like, didn't it run past its date? I mean, it was kind of fresh and interesting for a while, but uh, oh, I left with Meredith of the Fiera. It's almost like say. when you know when bands get new members and they keep
3: touring. It's yeah, like, yeah, going right around and The original again. members of The View were great, but now it's right. all watered but down. But at least
1: those bands can play the old hits, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, okay, well, you know what? It's. We're occupying the same space that the original members of Kansas occupied. Right. None of us are actually from there, but but we're gonna play "Carry On My Wayward Son." Yeah. You know? and and uh, <laughs> who doesn't like "Dust in the Wind"? Exactly. We're gonna do "Dust in the Wind." We've got it down, and you just close your eyes and pretend we're Kansas. Something works there. But with something along this these these lines, they can't go back and do the old discussions between Meredith Vieira and the first crew. Right. And I, I know they went on for a little. I just I would like to see their ratings. I, I'm guessing that it's not what it used to be. And then like you're right, there's like uh, the talk right and uh, the chew the which che- is oh, i do yeah. not understand at all why in the world people would want to tune in to watch other people eat and 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 they op- cook too opine. It's when you're watching them eat and talk. It's like at lunchtime. It no, makes sense. You know what it's like at lunchtime? I'm eating and talking. <laughs> lunch- <laughs> I, this would be like me. Okay, you three go to lunch and I'll stand outside on the sidewalk and look at you through the window. And I'll I'll th- this is entertainment. I don't I well, can't even
3: begin to understand it. We got Jared watching the Chew, and J- Patrick Best watching the view. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I,
2: I know I, just, I don't watch any of these shows. I'm just following the concept. I think I think that those cooking shows go a little too fast. Like I've tried to watch those cooking shows and do it along with yeah. it, and I'm, like, and I'm like, no, this is way too
1: fast, Like, that's, I cannot do it. You, you have heard of the DVR technology. <laughs> uh,
2: of course, of course, uh, I have heard and of it. And that's
1: how I watch my housewives.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did she say? Roll it back. You know what, you're a good person to sit in Autumn's chair, because i got a feeling that you are like this. How many reality shows do you watch, Patrick? Well, I mean, I, I do watch a lot of housewife
4: shows. Yeah. My wife is a big fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so
1: is my wife Is a big fan, too. That's when she's in the living room alone. <laughs> right. I'm not there.
4: I mean, I like to I like to spend time with my wife, and if I'm gonna, you know, if right, I'm gonna sure. get time with her. I'm gonna watch the Housewives, well, uh, like, the After Show, the you uh-huh. know, you know, the After Show. Adam, I can't remember the guy's name. Andy? Oh, well, this is
1: a show that comes on. This is Andy, the- isn't it? Andy, yeah. yeah. Let me Andy tell you, Cohen. Let me tell you what a well-adjusted heterosexual male I am. Okay. I have no idea what that show is. <laughs> after show. Well, but see, I'm comfortable
4: it, enough with my
1: masculinity right. that that's I can right.
4: actually tell you that I watch those shows. I don't like them. I sit there and talk to the television and scream at the You the love women. them!
1: I, when I don't like something... I, guess I stopped right. I do love
4: them. You do love them. I'm coming to grips with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I do like it. Now,
1: my, my wife does is she watches a lot of those, uh, like, flea market swap, yeah, yeah, yeah. flip oh. things and all that kind of stuff. She watches those things too. It's and I'll a, little watch them bit, as well. a little interesting. Well, mm-hmm. your wife and my wife should get together and watch some they TV should. together. They'll, they'll enjoy themselves. But the yep. housewives thing, why would you? Hey, they're screaming at each other again. Fantastic! And they go to fabulous parties and spend a hundred thousand dollars for like all their fake. kids' like third birthday party. Aren't most of them not housewives? This is what I never understood. They're called housewives,
4: right? But and they have jobs quite
1: often. But they also don't quite often have husbands. I know. Right, in that
4: cases, yeah, they they have
1: they have. Why jobs would, out in the real world. Yeah, they're not housewives, and some of them are divorced. I thought housewives had a husband usually. Isn't that part of being right? a house? You would have two things: right. a house <laughs> and a husband, which huh? should be. The, I think there've been a couple of renters. I, I well, you know, some some of the people on the Atlanta one, uh, we they, we would run into them, and the, I've, seen, I've been on shows that they came into. A lot of, a lot of times, I just sort of make up the, you know, like they they rent those big mm-hmm. sort of country club of the south sort of homes they don't really live there I mean who's the one that was uh, the the wife of uh, the falcon Kim Zolzian no 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 she married a falcon in the first few seasons oh yeah Bob Bob, Whitfield uh, Whitfield Yeah. I knew that guy. He was hilarious. Man, that guy was funny. He was a funny, funny, reckless dude. (laughs) And let me tell you something. He didn't make that much money. He was in the NFL for, I don't know, five to ten years, something like that. He didn't, you know, maybe at the end of the day, it wasn't like he was left with like $30 million. That was phony baloney. And if she was really living where they said that she was living, then he was living like in a motel somewhere because she had all of his money. Because I don't think that he, he retired with millions and millions and millions of dollars. yeah, I I would watch that in the very beginning. I have seen, in the Mm -hmm. very beginning when the Atlanta Housewives came on. The truth comes out. Uh, Well, yes, I have uh, seen a couple. And I would watch that and I would get angry at her because I liked him. Yeah, I thought -hmm. he was funny. He was a really, really good dude. I don't know where he is now. And I would look at her and think, wow, man, you are putting up with that? You yeah. were putting up with that? She had a store over on on uh, the west side. Oh, what did she sell?
4: Baby tea. It was like uh <laughs> it was like a boutique clothing store. Of course, they and all it- go
1: into this. Oh, I make handbags. Get out of here. There was
4: Handbags. It's not a business. It looked like maybe four people would go there a month. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. To I, get yeah. autographs, right? Basically, it was, it was no
1: one's a, nobody wants your handbags. This is my favorite. When uh, uh, wives who are housewives decide, you know, you know what? I want to feel like I'm doing something. I want to open my own business. You know, and then like the husband who's got millions of dollars from being a lawyer or something. Okay, you can open up your little cupcake boutique or something. And here's the deal: you cannot go to work every day unless you have to go to work every day. You, All of these things fail because work is not a hobby. Right, and you don't you don't start a business because you're bored. You start a business because you're hungry and you've got an idea, and you're willing to put like seventy five hours a week or more into that thing. And that's the only way these things work. I love these little, uh, you know. Oh, hey, my wife is uh, she got a cupcake boutique. Who why I why, 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 spend eight dollars on a cupcake? How is what she's designing s- swimwear for plus size women? <laughs> that's right, as, yeah. As if Sears isn't you know, right. As, <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna I'm sure it's gonna cost a little less at. Sears years <laughs> all right all right well we uh, will do a couple more outrage stories uh-huh. we'll try to get to them i've got the, the uh the filibuster thing going it's on today good. but i'm having fun uh-huh. when we return oh, welcome back wsb's kirk mellish is predicting a high around 93 that's degrees and a solid nine on the mellish meter hmm. that's a beautiful day I really feel like it's starting to turn now. We're starting to head into the really beautiful part of the season. I'm not a big fan of summer. I know that makes me an ingrate, but I like the fall. Wonderful. I like the a Yankee. spring. It's true. I like the in-between seasons. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate, although the editorial opinions are my own. The official air conditioning of summer. All right, English Nick, hit me with another outrage. All right. The
3: head of Times Square is outraged by this latest viral video of Spider-Man brawling with a heckler. <laughs>
1: This is from Times Square.
3: Yes. It is so funny in my opinion.
1: Uh, do we have the audio from that? I know it's just kind of a visual thing. Oh, we uh, do not. Oh, we don't. Okay. Well, I... Okay. Uh, so it's uh, it's very, very ridiculous where... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Times Square lately. If if, at any time, I guess it's been the last few years. Yeah, I don't understand the the laws behind this. I don't, you know, if I want to use a song or something in my podcast, I've got to go through this that. I made a movie. It cost me fifty thousand dollars to use seven songs. I mean, and but for some reason, Mm -hmm. people are allowed to get like a Spider Man outfit and jump around in Times Square and they, they get Disney characters and all these other characters and they're not in, infringing on any sort of copyright. I don't understand this. And these people get out of control. Quite often they're new to the country and it's like an easy job because basically you just have to buy the outfit. And then what they do is you, you go into Times Square, you're a tourist, and your kids see Spider-Man. Oh, oh yeah. it's a dollar for a picture. Okay, well, and that's how they make their money. And it's a great way, I guess, to make money. But the problem is... Many of them don't speak English. Uh, many of them uh, are, are come from other cultures, and so these brawls happen. This could be what upset Trump.
2: <laughs> Get Spider-Man out of the country. What are you trying to tell me, Jay? I'm trying to tell you. So, so Demarco was being so proactive that he actually found the clip. So okay, go ahead. You
1: know what you are, Yeah. It's yeah. a punch. That's what I'm about. Oh, oh my God!
2: Spider-Man
1: hit the horse. Let's play that. They're cheering. <laughs> He's a hero.
4: I could, uh, why, why wouldn't they be cheering?
1: <laughs> the thing is, I mean, starting, Demarco, start it again. I love, I love watching Demarco respond to seeing this for the first time. You'll hear the punch. That's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A Spider-Man, <laughs> oh punching a Taurus. Oh wow! But <laughs> <laughs> the onlooker, that's what I'm talking about. This is outside of a Toys R Us. <laughs> And also, it's very fun. He I knew mean, danger before the other guy, because yes, he has Spidey sense. He does. And the tourist, uh the Taurus that he's be- getting, kind of getting beaten up. I got to say, at least for this little portion, Spider-Man's getting the best of the tourist. But uh, <laughs> at one point, the tourist turns around, and he's got the plumber thing going in the back with the with the jeans, which makes it, it puts it over the oh. top hilarious.
3: <laughs> so. And it also takes a second for Spidey to get any kind of control over the guy. Yeah, soon. yeah,
1: yeah. He's a big guy that Where he's playing. He? Yeah. He's got no webs. Yeah, like, what's right. going on? I wish I knew the context like it just kind of starts there <laughs> I think he was <laughs> heckling just He was ridiculous. the guy
3: was heckling Spidey oh
1: well look at this show business you gotta Ooh, be able ow, to, you ow. know I remember uh, years and years ago mm-hmm. back in the 1980s <laughs> I was doing stand up comedy and back then they would do comedy anywhere like you know the, the breakfast at the Days Inn there'd be a comedian standing there there'd be comedy anywhere and for a while in Buffalo, New York they got the ingenious idea of having comedians uh, perform before the movies and movies theaters, because you got a packed audience and and whatever. There were always horrible audiences. So a buddy of mine, Joel, went up there with me, and uh, the audience was terrible. They were heckling and everything, and everybody else was dealing with it. My buddy Joel says to this guy who's heckling, one more time, I'm going to come down there, and I'm going to beat your you-know-what. And the guy kept going, and he finished his joke, (laughs) dropped his microphone, (laughs) walked into the third row, (laughs) and just beat the heck out of this guy. And this reminds me of the same thing. It's unprofessional. Spider Man, you got to be able to take the hecklers. But uh, let me tell you something. I don't know what's going on with these characters in Times Square, and I would say to you, if you're there, just don't go near them because you don't know where they come from. You have no idea what they're real, who they are. Like if you walk into the park at Disney, you know that they were hired. Yeah, there's some sort of vetting process that went on, you know, (laughs) and and they're they're going to kind of be good for the brand. These people that you see in Times Square are literally they just uh, they they. They, many of them don't even speak the language, which is fine. But I don't think that they really know the ins and outs of Spider-Man. You know? <laughs> I don't think they grew up watching Spider-Man. But uh, hey, you know, at, at your own discretion, okay, go near the Spider-Man. But uh, I certainly wouldn't heckle him. Not a good idea. When we return, we can avoid it for as long as we, we can try to avoid it as long as we can. But it is time for my misanthrope buddy Greg Russell to join us with Woo-hoo! stories from Studio B1.
0: He's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB.
1: Well, if it's Sunday, it means it's time to pick up your Sunday Atlanta Journal Constitution. This week, for an in depth look at years of scandal and widespread corruption in one metro Atlanta county, it's a mystery. If it's Sunday, it's the AJC. Sunday, AJC, I should, I should say. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hester. That's Patrick Best. Hi. That's Jared Yamamoto. Hi. English Nick is on his phone. Doesn't really have time to give us his full attention, but he is, in fact, here. Oi! And let's not dally around it or beat around the bush any longer. It is time for our misanthrope friend.
3: He's a misanthrope. He has a dark heart. And he needs a good psychiatrist. New
0: York.
1: It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. All right, Gregory, how are you on this Sunday?
0: Hello, I do need a new psychiatrist. I ditched mine. (laughs) You got rid of your psychiatrist, and what what was it that wasn't working out? I just, uh, a quick story. I was there. Some other guy knocked on the door. She said, oh, you're very late for your appointment. He says, yes, I know I'm very late, Uh, meaning he was more than an hour late, and she said, "Don't leave. Just don't leave. I need to. I need to stick here with this patient for now. But don't go anywhere." And I told her, I was "Like you know, I can go. It seems like that this guy has more issues than I do." And she says, "No," and then she wasn't interested. I could tell she wasn't interested in talking to me, and she was just worried about this guy. Oh, so I, so I was like, "Forget it. And I, I'm done." That's
1: bad bedside manner. So you, your, your, your psychological problems are so deep that you're actually shopping psychiatrists.
0: Yeah, I think so. And look, I, I would have been more understanding if she said, you know what? This guy, he is in danger. He's a danger to himself. You need to leave. That's what it seemed like. And mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, I, I get that. Right. But the, the false, no, I care about you too thing is what pushed me. To you stay.
1: weren't feeling it. You weren't feeling it from your psychiatrist. No, well, uh, I, I, I hopefully did. you are happy enough to give us our first story from Studio B1.
0: I can. This is a very happy story because it's about family and then parental rights amongst five people. Five people. Are about to have a baby. This is in the Netherlands, by the way. <laughs> okay,
1: well, it's, does, is the Netherlands a real place or is it just something <laughs> in my imagination? I don't Not know that, You don't bump into people from Netherlands. You, know, you bump into somebody from England. You bump into somebody from Scotland or Germany. How often do you bump into somebody from? They never Netherlands? leave there. It's
4: so wonderful. Apparently, it must everyone be. loves it there. And
1: I gotta say, I can't get my mind around the Netherlands. Like, what is the capital? Is it? Is it? I don't understand. Is it a country? I don't understand the Netherlands.
3: I know one guy from the Netherlands okay. who happens to live in DeKalb County, where I live, in Candler Park. All right, He seems out to lunch all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the time. I'm not ex- What's the capital? Is, what's the capital of the Netherlands? Like, uh, is yeah. it Holland?
0: It's Am- no, it's Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Holland is not the Netherlands? No, Holland is. Holland Amsterdam. is. See, I'm yeah. confused. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't quite understand it. Tulips and all that.
0: So what's going yeah, then, on? Then this story fits perfectly. Uh, there are two couples, two married couples, <laughs> and then one of the couples has another guy who's part of their couple, but not marriage because you can't marry, three people cannot get married. Okay, so,
1: so they have, you have a couple, and then they bring in a third person, and they have a living arrangement where they're, they're a three-way couple.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's hard to follow the story. You've got that, and then you've got another couple. And these people, these couples have been friends for quite a while and uh, one of them's pregnant and is going to give birth, and they're all looking for parental rights, like legally. They're trying to find a way to work it so this kid can have five parents.
1: Now, Are they going to get that? Is that possible in it this does.
0: country called the Netherlands? If it's possible anywhere, it's probably possible in the Netherlands. But as of now, <laughs> though, they're still trying to find a way to work this it. This is what the Republicans are worried about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> the
1: Netherlands are going out there. Let me just say this. I don't think this could ever happen in this country, but if I could isolate one idea that I could use as an example of a bad idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would pick this one out of the world, and I would put it on a plaque, and I would put it in the Hall of Fame of Bad Ideas. There is no way that this can work out well no for the way. child. It's not possible. First of all, how many, how, how do five people even remain friends throughout a life? That Right there alone. And it's bad enough for kids when mom and dad are fighting, and they have to go to one, and they use. One against the other, but you're never going to get all five of these people on the same page, so there's always going to be one of them that's easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. I,
0: I think that you're viewing this from a negative perspective. Mm-hmm. you correct. In that case, if two of the parents are fighting, you just go next door to the other parents' house. <laughs> right. If, yeah, if two dads aren't getting along, there's a third dad to go to. Uh,
1: so are they all going to live? I mean, this is they're pretty young, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're young people. And so, I, look, there's a lot of people that I was very close to when I was 25. I don't know what they're doing now. And if it weren't for Facebook, they wouldn't be able to find me. <laughs> But if so, you had a
4: kid with them, you might.
1: Well, I might, but look, I only had one dad, and he left when I was twelve. Imagine being abandoned. But imagine I- if you had two
4: more that were there to play catch with you.
0: That old, you know. Yeah,
1: perhaps, although it would really hurt if all four of them walked. <laughs>
4: I really, really think it was really
0: something hurt. wrong with me. I'd, I'd like to say that after uh, the ovulation period, and she was trying to get pregnant, the the woman who did get pregnant, mm-hmm. they'd all stop by. They'd come by, I'm like, "How's it going? Did it work?" And they had this method that I don't think we can actually get into. Yeah, it's a family on, on, show. It's a family on, show. On the public airwaves of how how this all went down. <laughs> but uh, they had a theory of the best time when a woman was most fertile, and, and uh, mm. they were all in on this together. Is That's the most I can say. They were all in on oh. it together trying to get this woman pregnant.
1: Wow, I can't wait to get to the next commercial to find out actually what really <laughs> happened, because it sounds to me like we could not explain that on the air if we wanted to. But that shows you how convoluted <laughs> this is. That that's okay. I just uh, this is a bad idea. Let me just say this is a bad idea, and I want to push back on the Republican thing for a moment. Gay marriage does not mean that that's that. This is coming to America. All that was gay, a joke. I know, I know that, but there are people. <laughs> there are people who believe that, and and that you know, you know, dogs can be marrying cats or whatever. Right. The gay marriage thing in this country, it just basically said whatever heterosexual couples can do. Homosexual couples Two can do. consenting adults. Right, right, but exactly, and it means that the limitations that are on heterosexual couples are also on homosexual. Right. You, you didn't get any more or any less. You just got the same. So uh, this is this. Whatever happens in the Netherlands, I still don't believe it's a real place. I, I, <laughs> I've never met anybody from there, but let me tell you, if anybody from the Netherlands is listening. Uh, This is a bad idea. It's a really bad idea, and it's not good. I don't like when adults, in any kind of way, use children as a way of social engineering and proving Mm -hmm. things about society. Look, you know, this... Two parents, okay. I don't care who they are or what they are. Right. Two parents is what works out, and then after that, you've got uncles and aunts and uh, the wider family. You say This is the in. same
4: place that gave us wooden shoes as well. So
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> also, I never, So they're full of bad ideas. So the, also, I have never wore wooden shield wooden shoes. So one right. more uh, example that backs me up to say that the Netherlands don't really exist. Right. They're just a place in our mind. All right, give me another story from Studio B one.
0: Are you discrediting them quickly because they wear wooden shoes? What about the Germans and lederhosen? Uh. You, don't judge them, you don't judge them for that.
1: Well, there was a kind of a thing in history that we do judge Germany by, and so the lederhosen, yeah, maybe if there was never a Hitler, we'd go after the lederhosen, but uh, there's a huge target on the back of every German, so therefore the lederhosen doesn't, doesn't come up.
0: All right, touche. Oh,
4: <laughs> uh, boy.
0: You know how much I love reality TV and the E! The Network, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you, I can't get you away from it. I know, and I talked. I brought it up last week. Mm-hmm. I am Kate. The, oh, uh, the, the, the premiere audience was up there above two million viewers. A little higher than an average episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So
1: hold on, this is Caitlyn Jenner's show. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah, Caitlyn Jenner's show. I am Kate. Uh, week two, uh, half the audience is gone. Yeah, so they
1: had a week opening, and then and then in the by the second episode, they lost half their audience.
0: are gone, 1.3 million viewers.
1: Which just goes to show that even a famous transgendered person can be boring. Right. Right. I mean, that's really, isn't this really success? If you think about it, this is really success. When a transgendered person can actually be deemed boring, that's when you've made it. That's when you, because most of us are boring.
0: It right. doesn't, this was hit upon last it week. It can only go downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> with with the Cardassian show, they're always in these situations that aren't necessarily real, situations that are fabricated and manipulated by the producers. And I think the idea with I Am Kate was to keep it somewhat real and grounded while they're saying the lines that were delivered by Kate were... Seems scripted yeah ultimately it wasn't like this goofy show but yeah you watch tv You're like this isn't entertaining it's
1: probably not honest i'll tell you that it's if, if there's any reason here it's probably because it's not honest all right so somebody makes decides to, to do this at 65 years of age don't tell me there aren't second thoughts but second thoughts probably aren't allowed in the show mm-hmm. and so you just do the boring reality thing and i'm not saying second thoughts mean that she didn't ultimately come to the conclusion that she did the right thing right i'm just saying that honesty would would put you into wow you know was it right was it wrong and i and i would imagine they're skipping through that and it's just that stupid reality show stuff of well
0: let's have Kate go to the mall and we'll just see what happens No, they're, yes. not, they're not there yet i think that's the problem with it they're not doing that oh you they're think having, that's going to help they're trying to drive the social like the per, change in social perception on this through the show I think what needs to happen is, yes, Kate works in an ice cream shot on a hot summer day and the ice cream is melting. Uh, I, I want
4: to see, see Kate go play golf with her old buddies that well, Bruce Jenner used to play golf with yes. and That's, see how that goes. That's,
1: I imagine they have all these ideas if the thing makes it to a second season. Right. Um, I, my understanding is that there was already a kind of an awkward thing because uh, Caitlyn Jenner and the artist formerly known as Bruce, uh, when, when Caitlyn was Bruce, and I guess now still Caitlyn, is a conservative. And I hear that there was already an awkward kind of thing because Mm. most transgendered people are not conservatives Mm -hmm. and very liberal and very much about social programs and things that need to be done. And uh, I I heard that there was kind of an interesting exchange where, uh, where Caitlin pushed back with conservative principles, which is basically saying, well, you don't want people to become dependent upon the government. And then she was ostracized by her transgendered friends. Now, I'd tune in for that. Yeah, let's have more of that let's have caitlin go on tour and pa- with the conservative message to all transgendered people now that would turn into some drama
4: love it
3: i, I have an idea you. for a new reality show i'm going to the netherlands yeah <laughs> it's going to be called i have five parents i'm going to make that kid a star
0: <laughs> i i guarantee you that's going to be a show Do you have uh, another quick story it already has to be signed on, I assume. Uh, Minority Report. Remember that film, Steven Spielberg? Yes, yes. Uh, there's a TV series now. It's an adaptation for the small screen. <laughs> and within this fictional universe, which features elements of the real universe... So, like, what, what year like, does this take place in? Uh, 2065. Okay. Uh, the Washington, D.C.'s football team, currently the Redskins, is now the Red Clouds.
1: Oh, so they've changed it in the future. Yes. With a scandal going on.
0: Well, well I don't they, know. They've, they've taken it upon themselves, again, to maybe drive this, right. this movement to get the name changed.
1: Well, are there people who want to change it to Red Clouds? Is that even on the table already, I guess? That Red... I,
0: I don't know, but apparently Red Cloud was a renowned Indian chief, so that's uh-huh. the idea behind it. So they're trying to push it. I, I'll tell you. Well, still so, trying
2: kind to of be racist, though, right? I mean, no, if they're I trying to name so. after a chief. I so, mean, right? I
1: don't see. I don't buy that. I don't buy that if the Redskins name goes down, that the Braves go down because Braves is a positive. The right. Atlanta Braves. That's a positive. Okay. You're a warrior. You're, you're you know you're you're doing positive things. Let me tell you something. The term Redskin has never been positive. Ever. Now, it may have been deemed neutralized, or mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that anymore, but it was never a positive. It was always a negative. It's kind of like the Confederate flag. Uh, no, the fed- <laughs> <laughs> no. wow. Am I not dealing enough with something, you got to throw the Confederate flag on the fire? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that... Uh, that, just, that you could still be named Indian things. My point here is that Minority Report may be trying to push an agenda, but uh, as a talker on a conservative radio station, let me tell everybody something. By the year 2065, they're not going to be called the Washington Redskins. Right this, on. In some way, this is somewhat like the Confederate thing in the sense that going 50 and 100 years in the future. It's just not going to be there. The Washington football team will give in at some point, and it will happen before 2065. We'll get a couple more stories from Studio B1 when we return. WSB's Kirk Mellis is predicting a high around 93. That translates to a solid 9 on the Mellis meter. I'm looking at 86 degrees right now. This weather report is brought to you by Shoemate the official air conditioning of summer. Well, this is our last segment of the week. So Greg Russ, and Studio B1, make it worthwhile. Give me one more story.
0: I'm a foodie. You know I'm a foodie, right? I, I love going to restaurants and traveling the world in search <laughs> of delicious fare.
1: First of all, let's explain that you hate the term foodie. Is that not yes, correct?
0: That is correct. We don't, need it. We, don't, we, don't, we don't have time for details. I hate it.
1: Why? Just t- very quickly. I, I, like, I like this story. You don't like the term movie and you don't like the term foodie.
0: Well, I, I find foodie to be pretentious, but on top of that, it's the ending in the I-E. It, it, it just seems very lazy to me. What What do you like? I like eating a lot of different foods. Oh, you're a foodie. Or a movie. <laughs> it's, like you can't, it, it's just unimaginative.
1: Because, so it so because it moves, the, it's a movie.
0: Yes. Yeah, so you just uh, t- attach I-E under the end of something. And this you is have what a he
1: stews about in his little studio apartment in New York City. He stews. This is why he hates people. Anyway, give me a story.
0: Uh, uh, Since I am a foodie, though, I'm I'm really excited to try out Tiger Woods' new $8 million restaurant, which opens tomorrow.
1: (laughs) I saw this headline. Where is this? In Florida? Is it Jupiter, Florida?
0: Yeah, Jupiter, Florida, because he stinks at golf now. He's no good at golf. He's decided to get into uh, the restaurant business.
1: This is what I understand about that headline. It says, Tiger Woods opens his $8 million restaurant what does that mean? The, what, the $8 million, it cost $8 million to eat that. What, what does it mean, <laughs> the $8 million restaurant?
0: It means that's how much money he sunk into. Uh-huh. It. Okay. So well, using that's using nothing. Marble. He's using high quality materials that are all like marble and granite from uh, international locales shipped in from all around the world. Well, what do you do? What does the food
1: taste like? I mean, what does it really comes down to It is like I never, I don't get this idea where, hey, I like this guy as an athlete. I'm going to go eat his steaks. I don't understand it where the, no con- the connection all. there. No. Like, uh, the, if some famous chef, like Gordon Ramsay, if he started a football team, I wouldn't expect that to go well. It's like, the guy's a chef. He, you know he should stick to his lane. Mm. He should stick to what he does. And athletes, it's it's a scam. I'm telling you, somebody knows that athletes are usually not that great with their money. Tiger Woods may be a little better than most, Eight but million? football football players, baseball players, they have all this money. And there's a well, you know what you need to do? You need to invest it in a restaurant. I'm, there's these people out there who are scammers, and I'm convinced that usually athletes lose money on these restaurant things. Uh, English Nick, ironically, Gordon
3: Ramsay was going to be. A professional soccer player, and he got his leg busted.
1: Ah, so he, really? yeah, well, that's different. Cooking was his second thing, and so he went for the second thing. Yeah, but uh, if he decided he was going to start a football club, yeah, next week, I don't think that I would necessarily <laughs> put money into that. Yeah. Also, in this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I read this article, Greg, and there's a special there's a special <laughs> elevator and entrance so Tiger can come in and out without being
0: bothered. Yeah, so he can he can remain hidden. Yeah, that's Where? what you want. Lord, the, the person who lures the people into the restaurant, if that actually works, if people fall for it, is also the guy who hides from them. Yeah, I know that.
1: right right there for the very good. I want to build a restaurant for the public, and I want my own access so I
0: never have to eat with the public. Right. and In his defense, he does say that he wants to be able to use the front door, just like everyone else.
1: What would keep him from using the front door? Was is that, I don't I want Hey, can you well, build this past. can you build this it. in such a way that I could enter through the front door? What would keep him from that?
2: Remember, he was trying to get away from from his previous wife, so he needed to have a back door. Right. He, he figured it out. He learned from that beating experience that he needed a way out. But what
1: I don't understand is he says I would like to be able to enter through the front door.
2: He'd, How, he'd like to but in this case if some if he has a crazy wife or someone's chasing right. after him he has that secondary option so to they, get out so they could
0: both
1: be in the restaurant and she wouldn't know
0: that he's there right it's it's nice to blame things on people that don't actually exist you just force the blame onto these hypothetical people like people say to me you want to come to this party I would like to come to your party <laughs> but but I'm not allowed to well who says you can't they say I can't
1: <laughs> they say those people they won't like me so I'm not going to go there uh, you know what I do like they don't have enough of them Left anymore, and I think uh, in the last Rocky movie he was like this. And these are real restaurants, like in New York and Philly, where uh, the old boxer, like he comes, he, like he owns the place and right. it's got his name. And then his deal is that he walks around, sits at the table, and talks about matches, like like <laughs> like tell us about when you when you fought yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Boom Boom Mancini. Oh, and he sits down at the table, and I tell you what, the second hey, round was tough.
0: Hey, I know we're running out of time. I want to get this in. You know, there's a new Rocky movie coming out. It's Creed. It's about Apollo Creed's son, but Rocky. Uh, plays uh, a character in it where he trains Creed's son. Now hold on, does
1: he? But he plays Rocky, right? So he's yeah, now he going to become like the Burgess Meredith character,
0: which he already tried to do in Rocky Five, and people hated that one. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. But you know, the last Rocky movie was actually very good. I think you and I agree on this, since we went and saw it together, and we were the only two people in the
0: theater, as I recall. We also went to see it at an in a cinema.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know why
0: we went to the Midtown Art Cinema to see that.
1: Well, you know, but. because we and we we were the only two people <laughs> in the in the in the theater, <laughs> and Aww. we we refused to have a butt. Why are you saying ah? It's not that's we good. people weren't scared, uh, but we uh, uh we we refused to do the buddy seat thing. Uh. We actually sat right next to each other, right in the middle of the theater. Talk about. Uh, being confident in your own sexuality. I think that's wonderful. All right, Greg, I'd like to hear more, but we're about out of time. So uh, back to your little studio hovel, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, see ya. That's all we have for now. I'm Eric Von Hessler. If you want to know more about me, just go to ericvonline.com, E-R-I-C-V-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again next Sunday at 1 p.m., but until then, I simply must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn.